Midwest Hype family! Hi everyone! Welcome back to this week's episode of Midwest Hype Girl, hyping up Binspire. I really cannot believe it's already September, and September is by far my favorite month of the year. I'm biased because it's my birthday month, and it's also my husband's birthday month, so we just are celebrating all month long each other. It's so much fun. I love, I love birthdays, especially mine. I mean, everyone should love their birthday, right? And with it being September, your children have probably been back to school for a couple weeks. With that comes sports and school activities and clubs and homework and all those good things. And I don't know if anyone is like me, but raise your hand if you have seen on Pinterest or TikTok these super parents and guardians or educational superstars that show you all these cool activities that you can do at home with your child. And have you ever thought to yourself, how in the world do they have time to create that? And I want to do that for my child, but I'm just trying to get lunch together and I'm running late for work and I need my coffee before I get there. Literally, it seems impossible. That's where Hannah, the owner of Binspire, has created a solution when it comes to sensory and messy play. Now, I've heard the term sensory play before, but I never really understood what it meant. By the end of my conversation with Hannah, I had a better understanding on what sensory play is and why it's crucial for my child and children's development in general. By by the end of this episode, you will know how you can incorporate sensory and messy play into your child's development with the help of Binspire. Here is Hyping Up Binspire with Hannah. Hey, Midwest Hype family. I am here with Hannah, the owner of Binspire. Hannah, welcome to the Midwest Hype Girl podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So let's start off with telling the Hype family, what is Binspire? Yeah, Binspire is a sensory play business. So my primary goal with Binspire is to make sensory play easier and more accessible to caregivers. So by caregivers, I mean parents, teachers, grandparents, babysitters, anybody who is hanging out with kids. And for those who don't know that are listening, what is sensory play? Yeah. So sensory play, it's kind of a big like buzzword right now, but it's obviously been around for a long time. It's just, people are starting to name it that now. Um, but sensory play is basically anything that uses any of our traditional five senses that we talk about in kindergarten and also Mm -hmm. like balance and like moving your body and stuff like that. Those are also senses that we don't necessarily talk about as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but sensory play usually involves multiple senses and the kid is very engaged because of that. And what are the benefits of sensory play for a child? So sensory play is actually essential for young children, infants. I mean, I have a baby right now. They put everything in their mouths. They want to touch everything. So sensory input is essential and crucial for early childhood, even up through age eight. And then even older kids and adults can really benefit from sensory inputs. Like you see um, adults who have those like little Zen garden things on their desks. Yes. um, Personally, I still love a good swing set. Like 
it's just yeah. fun. Um, and it's just a different, uh, gets you in a different mindset and it gets, um, you know, different areas of your brain lighting up. And there are so many cool things that kids can learn through sensory play. And I think there's a common misconception when I pe tell people that I have a sensory play business, the misconception is that it's really for people who have special needs, um, neuro mm -hmm. neurodiverse brains. Um, and they, it can be really helpful for people with special needs, but also it's for everyone. Um, and all kids need to experience sensory input and open-ended play where there's not really a right answer. There's not something that they have to like, you have to sit and do this. Like they get that all the time at school. You have to sit, mm -hmm. you have to write your name, you have to X, Y, Z. And so learning through play and sensory play is really super important because it gives them the driver's seat to be able to make their own choices and learn in their own way. Now, what was your inspiration? This is such a unique type of business. I, with my toddler, well, now he's five, but he, when he was growing up, it, sensory play was the doctors were like, Hey, you need to make sure that you're doing tummy time and that you're putting objects in front of him to try to grab. And then I you, like on your website, you have the um, bins that you sell as well. We'll get more into that, but what really sparked your, or piqued your passion for this, oh, start this business? Well, I have a degree in early childhood education. Uh, so I have that background and an elementary education d degree. I taught in public schools for seven years and I taught kindergarten for three of those years. Okay. So on that hand, it was very apparent to me that kids need more play and kids need more open-ended opportunities where they are in charge of their own play and what they're doing mm -hmm. because kindergarten now is like second grade when I was growing up. Absolutely. Like literally, I remember kindergarten for me, I was like nap time singing songs reading a book yeah. and now he's learning like math. I'm like, wait, what's we're in kindergarten. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on the one hand, I was seeing firsthand every day, you know, how much kids need play in their lives to supplement yeah. all of the sit and do this <laughs> that yes. we are having to do at school. And on the other hand, I have my own kids. I have a four and a half year old and an almost six month old baby. And okay. so with my own kids, I was like, I really want to make sure that I implement this because I'm the only one that's going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, right. So I also thought I'm super busy. Like when I was teaching teachers, man, shout out. If there's yes. a to hype up, it's teachers. They are hype so up the teachers. busy, but yes. I was so busy and I was like, man, these Pinterest things are so cool. Like I want to make that for my kid. And there's not time. And what do you do with all that stuff? And how mm -hmm. do you even begin to decide which ones you're going to put together and what you're, what your kids are going to like? I don't even know. And then I was like, I wonder if there's some sort of thing where I can just try it out or, you know, get one to use. And then I was like, wait a minute, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you could do that and make money. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I think I should do this. So yeah. I started thinking of ways that I could make it easier for caregivers to be able to just 
grab the box, use it, play with their kids, watch their kids explore and learn with it. And then I take it back so they don't have to store it. They don't have to figure out what they're going to do. They don't have to throw stuff away into the landfill because we already have enough of that. Um, totally. Other people can use it and it can get reused throughout our community. And so I'm like, why isn't someone doing this? I guess I'll be the someone. You'll be you'll be the one to create this outlet for caregivers to have easy access to help promote sensory play with their children or whomever they're watching over. And yes, teachers 100% need that height because there are such guidelines that they have to meet for each class, you know, each grade level now, I feel like as well. So open-ended play, I love it. What, now these boxes, how, how does this work? How does one get a box or walk us through that process? Yeah. So there's a few different things that I do. My big, okay. my big brainchild that I started with was the rentals where it's a large storage tub. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not very deep, but it's pretty large compared to like the sensory bins that you would see like at the craft store or whatever. It's, it's bigger. Okay. Um, and I have seven regular rotation bins that I Usually I like to do a subscription so then I can mm -hmm. drop it off at the per on the person's porch or at their daycare, whatever, whoever's using mm -hmm. it. And then their kids can play with it for two weeks. And then I include a photo sheet with pictures of everything that was included and a checklist. So they know what was in there, what wasn't in there. Cause parents are busy. Teachers That's are busy. Easy. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Who knows? Or did my kid bring this? I don't know. <laughs> so it has a photo sheet so the kids can help you know, put the stuff back in the bin, they leave it out on their porch. And then if they have a subscription, then I come by and I just switch it out for the next one. How so, convenient. That's amazing. Yeah. So that way it's just, it's ongoing. It's something new and novel every couple of weeks. The kids don't get super bored of it. The parents don't have mm -hmm. to think of something new every time. So that's my big thing. I also have, when I do farmer's markets and vendor events and things like that, I make smaller ones. Um, I call them mini bins, but they're really not that small. They're like 12 by 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I make different you know, themes and things, fun things like that of those that I bring to farmer's markets. I also make, you know, handmade Play-Doh and dyed rice and other things that people can buy that mm -hmm. they can take home with them. I do always offer, uh, I try to put it on everything, but I do always offer if people want to bring like the containers and things back, I will mm -hmm. give them full credit because again, I don't want people to have to be storing things and I don't yes. want people to just be throwing things away if they're done with it. Like if they want to keep using it, great. But if they are like, I don't know what to do with this thing, they can just bring it back to me and I'll give them a store credit for. That's a, that's a great idea and it helps the environment. So, or, and helps really that, okay, like, what am I going to do with this? Here's another box that I have, like, just bring it back to Anna. She'll get it taken care of for you. I like it. So what, I saw this water tower. Yes. What is this water tower? What part of that business do you have? Yeah. So I said, I do a few things. So yeah. I have sensory bins. I also do messy play. That's also open okay. sensory play. That's like full body sensory play. Some of the kids paint their literal entire bodies when they're there. <laughs> and that is another thing that's like, super, especially for me as a parent, it's really like anxiety inducing to think of like, 
oh my gosh, like my kids playing in the mud and it's in their hair and it's all over their clothes and we Mm -hmm. just got those shoes. And, but like, it's such an internal struggle because I'm like, oh my gosh, but I also know that it's really good for their development. It's really good for them to feel those different textures and to try out new things and fills up their sensory cup that, you know, they need to get filled. So I wanted to give that a sort of container for parents to know ahead of time, I'm going to dress them in clothes that can get dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to go to this place and it's going to take place here, not at my house, uh, at my house, not at their house. (laughs) Um, And then we get to leave and then it's done. And then I (laughs) clean up the stuff at the end. And it actually works out really well for me too, because then a bunch of people get to use it and then I just have to clean up the one time. So it's a win-win. Um, and I do want to just say as a side note for caregivers, it is important to note that if your kid does not want to completely cover themselves in paint or mud or even touch the mud, that's 100% okay also. And I don't want anyone to like force their kids to get messy because Hannah said it was important. Um, (laughs) even if they just, you know, like use a paintbrush to paint, or if they Mm -hmm. use a plastic dinosaur to stick in shaving cream or whatever, that's still manipulating that material. And it's still, they're still getting good experience from that. Yeah. And you know, that brings up a great point. It does give you that kind of anxiety, like, no, 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 don't get your hands dirty. Don't mess. Don't. And then then it's like, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be saying that. Ah." But so this way you can pre-plan, be prepared, know what you're getting into and you don't have to clean up the mess you might just have to clean up the child a little bit so that's great and now you do rentals for birthday parties is that correct yep okay so how does that work so for birthday parties I'll either do I can do just the regular sensory boxes that I do for my rentals uh sometimes I can do custom ones if they have a certain theme and I can make it happen in the amount of time that we have and everything I'll do that And also in the summer months when it's nicer out, I do messy play as uh, an event also that people can do. So I've done that before. And I also do it for daycares. Like there was, there were a few daycares that I did this year where I just came in and the daycare director gave me like the list of classes and how many kids were in each class. And then I just gave them a schedule and we just back to back got all the kids through um, so I did about a hundred kids at two different daycare, hundred at one wow. and a hundred at another. Um, and that was even better for the parents. Cause then it yeah. was like, even the daycare teachers had to they take care of it. I just picked my kid up at the end of the day and their sensory cup was full. So, and that was go. really fun. And That's I do, awesome. um, trainings for daycare staff too. So I am certified through, um, the Iowa Child Care resource and referral for, um, my trainings. So daycare staff, uh, childcare, whoever they can get credit for coming to a training of mine too. So yeah. Get in touch with Hannah. She has it all going on. Now, what would you say is your mission and your goal of Benspire? What are you, what are you trying to help fill this niche in the world? Yeah. Uh, I use like the unofficial slogan or tagline of sensory play made simple that's what I put on a lot of stuff. Okay. And I really want to make play and specifically sensory play 
simple for caregivers to be able to implement, to be able to access without having to think about it, without having to store mm -hmm. more stuff, even without having to think of what they're going to do with the stuff after it's done. It's Absolutely. all done for them um, and they are ready for it. And what a great opportunity too for, you know, just all the different things you offer within Binspire. You have the the bins that can be subscription and I don't know if anyone else has kids out there, but I certainly know my fiber get goes through phases with toys and then he'll find something I'm like, oh yeah, I love this time. I was like, oh, we were looking to donate it. So yeah, I love especially as soon as you want to get rid of something, that's their favorite right. thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then you got the, you know, messy play where you can pre-plan it. Where do you see, where would you like to see Binspire in five years? Uh, well, I'm actually expanding. We're expanding to central Iowa. Oh, okay. Area. So uh, central Iowa listeners, listen up. Um, <laughs> this is for you. Couple, <laughs> we did a couple uh, fun, messy play launch parties in uh, Waukee and Ankeny over the summer. I have mm. uh, my cousin's wife lives in Waukee. And then my longtime friend that I've known since before I was even in kindergarten lives in Ankeny. And both of them were like, how can we help get this over here? Yeah. And so we did some um, parties over there. I did a birthday party over there that weekend while I was there. And what we want to do is get some people signed up for subscriptions. We were hoping to do it uh, sooner, but we're going to actually do like winter holiday gifts to start in January. So their subscription would start in January and go for 12 weeks. So instead of giving them a gift for Christmas or whatever holiday, mm -hmm. um, instead of giving them like a physical item, which I will actually have like a box for them to open and something in there, maybe like a handmade Play-Doh or something in there for them to mm -hmm. open on the day of. But then the real thing will be to uh, start their subscription in January. And then again, it's not the stuff for the parents to figure out where to put. Um, it'll just keep coming for, you know, 12 weeks and it'll be more of an experience gift rather than a physical toy to keep. That will most likely be old by day five, maybe a right. week later if you're lucky. So yes. yeah, no, I give experiences, support small businesses. And now let's talk about the subscription boxes now that, because holiday season is coming around. So um how what ages do you make them for how does that work generally for the subscription bins I say ages three to seven um if your child is three and they're still like putting play stuff in their mouth mm -hmm. I would say it's probably not for them at this point if they're younger than three and you think that they can handle it um then you might be able to do it but I'm gonna say three-ish <laughs> to yeah. a seven-ish, even like eight, nine, 10 year olds, uh, sometimes play with the sensory bins a lot. Um, but that's kind of the target area that most, that fits most kids is three to seven. Awesome. And each podcast, I like to talk about the people who hype you up in your life and your journey. Who are your hype people that have hyped you up on this journey, Hannah? 
Yeah. I love that you do this, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I have to say my husband, Adam, he goes along with all of my crazy ideas. There has been <laughs> random yeah. stuff all over our house. <laughs> like, and he gets up early and helps me put up like a temporary fence for my messy playthings in our yard and <laughs> all all the little things like that. Woo-hoo, um, go Adam. Okay, so, that's that's it's it's important to have someone who is supportive who believes in these what we call you know crazy dreams, right? And so yes. that's awesome to have a for sure. Person. Uh, and then Jen English, I know you had her yes. before. She mentioned me too. I was so flattered. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. But she's totally supportive of my small business and like every small business. She mm. even like at the play cafe, yeah. she has like a little business card holder thing right by the door that ha- anybody has their business cards there. Like anybody that wants to. She she's is a rock like, star. Absolutely. She's amazing. And she really inspires me just in how she just goes for things. Like she has big ideas and she just goes for them. Um, yeah. She also encourages me to use her space and helps me brainstorm. Um, stay tuned for some baby programming coming up. <gasps> at the Ooh, okay. Nugget. Like um, it. <laughs> and then Kirsten and Callie, I mentioned before, my cousin's wife and my longtime friend in central Iowa area they are like you know really hyping me up going the extra mile to get things going there Um, my friend Brittany uh, she has helped me with like especially the big messy play things with 100 kids coming through Uh I've known her since my oldest was a baby she was actually the teacher in the infant room and she like helps me with all of that stuff and is totally willing to do whatever I ask her to do. And then finally, a big shout out to Connie Schulte at St. Pius at the Early Learning Center. She is one, she just totally believes in me personally and in what I'm doing. And she's the one who first asked me to put together a training for her staff. She's the one who first asked me if I could do a messy play for the kids in her program. Um, She's just been super supportive and encouraging and has helped me to expand my vision and the things that I'm able to do. Way to go, everyone who's been hyping up Hannah. Shout out to all of you. I love it. Oh, I get goosebumps listening to you. I love it. I love hype. Okay, now, how can we're going to break this down a little bit because I know you do have a website. So let's start with your website. How can people, what is your website that people can go to? The website is binspirellc.com. So it's like inspire with a B at the beginning. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. I love that. And then um, social media, what are you on and how, what can we find you on? So on Instagram, it's at bin.spire. And then on Facebook, you just type in binspire LLC and I should come right up. And then on TikTok, I actually don't have a business account, but I post some of my Binspire stuff on there. And I just post like random fun stuff on there. That one is at love Hannah Jane. It's Hannah with no H at the end. <laughs> so if anybody wants to see my weirdness in the real life, that is where you'll find that. <laughs> and then are, anything else, you'll have subscriptions coming up. Are you going to be up at any pop-up events? And you, I know we got a little teaser. There's going to be something coming up at the Play Cafe. So I'm excited yep. to hear what that's going to be about here when that announcement comes up. But anything else um, the Hype family should be looking out for at Benspire? 
Yeah, Alburnette Farmers Market coming up the third Sunday in September and October. And then there's also a few vendor fairs that I'm looking into, but one I'm for sure booked for is November 12th at uh, the VFW. It's hosted by Designs on Willow. Uh-huh. I'm not, I can't remember what the actual name is of it, but they have Santa photos there. Mm, so that's okay. always a good one. And then there's a new one coming up at the Lynn County Fairgrounds the following weekend. And uh, that is also going to have Santa photos. I don't remember the names of them. Sorry. No, that's okay. (laughs) Well, we we will link. I will link, of course. I'll be hyping up the episode all week. So Hype Family, you can find her links on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then um, Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about Vinspire. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Thank you for hyping up all of these local businesses. I'm so glad you're doing this. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Everyone, check out Benspire on Facebook and Instagram. Midwest High Family, thank you so much for listening to episode 19, Hyping Up Benspire with Hannah. Go show her some hype by liking and following her on Instagram and Facebook. You can even hype her up further by ordering one of her subscription boxes, liking her posts, sharing her posts. Go give her some hype. Now, if you enjoyed listening to Midwest Hype Girl every week, then don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode and all my other episodes with your friends, families, neighbors, and the grocery store clerk. And if you're doing self-checkout, make sure you tell the greeter about my podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I cannot wait to see you all back here next Tuesday when we are hyping up another small business here in the Midwest. Till then, don't forget to hype someone up in your life today. Bye, everyone.